When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler, of course, is the top of the second hour of the show. Steelers Blitz, Salman Castanon on Steelers Nation Radio and Fox Sports Pittsburgh, and uh, we like to have fun, and we have been having a very interactive show with all the Power Grid and Megawatts. And jamming some Tay Tay Taylor Swift in the meantime. But either I way, the fifth. that person that you just heard talk, he's a Swifty. Don't let him deny anything. That is a full-fledged Swifty, and I'm here for it. One, I love two, it. One, two, three, four. Thief. I love it. Anything you say, thief. I am all for the Swiftiness. Go ahead, ask me a Taylor Swift song. Mm-mm. I ain't got, uh-uh. You, you're, you're past the song. Ladies and gents, I just saw Wesley Euler. Not go word for word, ad lib, every accent beat that came up, word for word, blank space. Can't make this up. I rocks with the Swifties. You know that. I'm 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 a rock with you because I appreciate greatness. That's why I like Bama. That's why I can re- you know I respect what the Patriots do. I respect what the Chiefs do. It's like I like to see. Sustained you love, excellence. You love the world champion Mountaineers. Yeah, because this is hard, man. Anybody could do it once or twice, but to do it and to remain up there for an extended period of time, oh, yeah, it gets my respect. But ladies and gents, Wesley Euler is a Swifty. I, I thought, played the fifth. I thought he had the lyrics pulled up, ladies and gents. Blank space had came on. Now, now this is how you know. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm like a moonlight Swifty, all right? This song came on. I instantly started singing the lyric to like the parts that I know, but I didn't know that that was actually called Blake. So I was, oh yeah, that is Blake Space. I got you. But as he's singing the lyrics, ladies and gents, word for word, I'm thinking that he has the actual like words pulled up on the screen because I'm watching film, multitasking, and I'm like, okay, he got a lot of. I'm like, there was no way he knew that word. It's no way he knew that word either. You know, how when you don't know the words, you just kind of. It's kind of like blending in. I do that a lot. Like, yeah. All the time. Word for word. Start to finish. I look up on the screen, and it's nothing except just, it was like a little motion picture playing with little sunshine and stuff in the background, but my man knew every single lyric that Taylor wrote, and she did write that. Salute Tay-Tay for that. But salute to my dog, Wesley Ula, officially letting me know that he is a Swifty. Do you have anything you want to I, say to yourself, man? I played man? the fifth, but all I'll don't, say don't is Don't do this. that. Don't you do that. Um, it, Blank space ever, me, if man. If you ever need somebody to get your karaoke night jumping off. I, I'm just saying, bro. You know, I ain't hard to find. You you, 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 you had me turned up in here. If you ever if you ever having a karaoke night and you need somebody to get the thing jumping off. You had me turned up. I ain't hard to find. I'm watching Keanu bit and go to work. 
and I'm hearing you sing Tay Tay, and I'm over here just like, all right, bro, what we doing, man? And we, we just we go Tay Tay party. Let's Tay Tay party today. I was ready to turn. He had me ready to cut the film off, and y'all know I love my film. I was ready to cut the film off because West was just word for word with the tail. So yeah, I could definitely see because I'm sure anytime you play Taylor song at a karaoke, it's gonna turn up. But you performing it like how you just did. Oh, ladies and gents, I just wait till the camera get in here. Just wait till the camera I, get I, in here. I, I, I neither confirm just, or deny. Just, I plead the fifth. I wish y'all could just see. A, if y'all could just, I, see. I'm available for oh, bookings. Y'all see Cause y'all, I can't do it enough justice for karaoke mm. nights. I'm like, yo, there's no way he's still right, singing talk, these lyrics. Talk to my booking agent, Arthur Motes. He wasn't even in verse one. Y'all think I'm talking about the intro verse one? No, he was like in the deep part of the song. I'm like, bro, this is like heavy verse two. You still know those? That's like the seventh, that's like bar 12, 13. Like, how do you know them lyrics? I plead the fifth. Yeah. Insane. I love it. At, I love it. At Arthur Motes books, Wesley Euler. I love it. Dot com to getting touch with my agent if you no, want no, me for a karaoke party. Dot, dot, dot org. More official. Dot net. Oh, hey now. Dot gov. Dot edu. Dot uh, edu. There we go. There we go. Dot edu. All right. Now we're now That means we're a non-for-profit. We don't get taxed. Yeah, we're all buttoned up too. We're all buttoned up. No all taxes. right. But uh, continuing with our conversation, man, we did uh, start having some of the power grid and megawatts actually be involved in the show Um, in terms of reading off some of the tweets and... uh. We were actually getting into some good ones, but we did have to take our break to reset. So let's get back and uh, get a few more of those now before we are joined, like I said, at 120 by Dale Lally, who is live at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. So what you got for us, man? How about Cuban Dan lead us off? Oh, uh, hey now. In this this one. Uh, Cuban says, I'm always surprised by all the people that haven't played or been associated with what it takes to operate at the NFL level, yet they seem to always know what's best. I trust the Rooney's Tomlin and the process. I wait and see how Arthur Smith works out. It's still Steelers versus the world. Let's go. Yeah, um, that that is one of the things that I too find funny at times. But I do understand that you know you don't have to have played the game to be able to talk the game or even to have an opinion no, sure, on it. So sure. we don't but want to minimize. I get the point, it, of but I do get what he said though. Yeah, particularly the kind of behind the scenes operation right. sides of things. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think you're absolutely heck. One of the people that I enjoy listening to talk football the most is Mina Kimes. Yeah, she, absolutely. She obviously yeah. never uh, never played in the National Football League in yeah. case unless I missed it. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Too real quick, I did want to get your opinion on this before we forget. And it kind of ties into some of these tweets. Was there the the and I don't completely disagree with this, that this is a safe hire, right? There's there's not a lot of question marks about what Arthur Smith his track record. You know, he he's not um uh Jared is it Jared Johnson was that yeah, his yeah, name? Correct. Yeah, uh, Gerard Johnson. Gerard Johnson, yeah. yeah. In terms of some more unknown there. Correct. Um the the idea that it's a safe hire again I don't like I, I I'm not against that I don't even necessarily disagree with that but then what is the other side what's what's the risky, a risky hire, hire? <laughs> is it is it is it a Gerard Johnson like is that <laughs> what we're talking about but then again if why you was, say it like that if though? he was the hire people would say he's 35 years old he's had one good year with C J Stroud don't we need to see it a little bit more I mean that's kind of what I thought but. That is funny how you break it down like that. Like, yeah. Or what they're really saying, what, what people who are using that to kind of hammer it is that they, they wanted to completely blow it up and, and start with something that's that's super risky. I I don't know. Go hire who might be the next McVay or the next Shanahan and give them complete control. But my hesitancy with that also is 
if I don't know what I truly have at quarterback, why would I want to take another chance on an unproven? That's what we just came from with Matt Canada. Now that's you know what honestly I hadn't considered that. That's a good angle by you. That was my whole approach to it. I'm like, we always talk about insanity, right? Everybody wants to bring that up. That was one of their big thing. Oh, the definition of insanity. You know, doing the same thing, expect something different. It's like, well, let's really talk about that. For all the Gerard Johnsons, for all the Zach Robinson fans, for all the let's go find that dude that nobody has known about that is just an assistant somewhere that hasn't become a coordinator or anything of the next that great, nature. The next great one, right? Right. Well, to an extent, top man Canada, he was really unknown. Never had anything up at this level. Had some success in college and was like, all right, it's unknown. Could it work? All I'm saying is we saw that it didn't work. Regardless of why, we just simply saw that it did not work. So at least remove the variable of can he actually be successful at this level as a coordinator and just bring somebody in that you've actually seen have success as a coordinator. Not as a head coach, but Wes, can I ask you this question, man? I um, sure can. You're familiar with people that, you know, work in what we like to call the real world. Right, you people have real jobs. You know, your real jobs, right? You know, like accountants. Yeah, they they get like promotion, they get promotion and stuff like that, right? And labor workers. And typically, you know, to get promotions, you have to you know work hard, have success. Yes. And you know, with that promotion, you get added responsibility. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's usually how it works. Now that more money, more problems. Now that added responsibility, though, that's not always going to be something that you're truly passionate about. It's not something that you truly say is your bread and butter. Sometimes that added responsibility is just a byproduct of the new job, the new position. But it doesn't take away from what you're able to do when you could just focus on the one thing that made you you. Man, you were the best accountant. And it was all good until now you got to run the actual firm and now you got to worry about your custodians. Now you worry about your parking staff. Now you got to worry about, man, who's who's taking care of the overhead of the building with the license who's stuff, man? Who's assigned to which account? You know, hey, 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 how many, how many clients are you working with now? But, but you're a great accountant, though. You're like the best singular accountant Who's the head of human ever. resources, and what are we doing with our health care plan? But I want to know about human resources, I man. I got a complaint. And, and actually, I don't like the way that you talk to me about my complaint, so it really hurt my feelings. So could you actually talk to me a little bit nicer, please? I know you want to talk numbers. I don't care about those numbers. I'm telling you my feelings, okay? Hey, um, I'm thinking about marketing. What, what do you think we should do with marketing? Can, can we, can we, you know, are you thinking yellow backsplash or are you thinking more fuchsia? Which one are you looking for? But I'm, a, I'm an accountant. I, I'm the should best we accountant. Our logo? But listen, listen, We've had we're, the same logo for listen, 20 it's years. been Is 10 it years. Have you seen the parking lot? We need to revamp the parking lot, okay? Wow, but I thought you were just now your company failed. What happened? I thought you were a great accountant. Oh, now you must suck as an accountant because your company failed, right? When you got the motion with the head guy, you had to do all these other things, right? Huh. So, if we just take it back to the fake fairy tale world, which is professional sports, you go from offensive coordinator, your promotion is head coach. Offensive coordinator, you're hyper focused on one particular thing offense and offense only. You don't care about defense. You don't care about special teams. You don't care about roster construction. You don't care about the draft. You don't care about the combine. You don't care about which coaching, st- which coaches am I hiring? Hey, which position coaches are leaving? You don't worry about any of that. You know why? Because you're the coordinator. You just focused on this one thing. You were at the offense. So, I understand that yeah. he did fail as a head coach. But let's also. What is also the success rate for head coaches in the NFL? Like, mm. 
Aren't we aren't we replacing five, six, seven head every coaches year. Every, every year? year? Absolutely every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. But I just think that that's one of the things where it's like, let's allow him some grace here, yeah. man. Let's also, up, that was his first failure as a head. That was the first time he got the promotion. And, and he got the promotion, he failed it. I think you're right too. Like, like but he that's can't his, learn like he can't learn from that as well, too. Like he's not taking lessons from those three years in Atlanta. And think about all the He's but, only forty one. And, and Wes, like all he's the not in other, his sixties and has been in the league forever. He's forty one. And every promotion that he got up until that point. Pulled out the box. Quality control coach, offensive line coach, tight ends coach, coordinator. How do you keep excelling? Head coach, how do you keep getting to that? Oh, you failed as a head coach. Now he's a god awful coach. Now he can't now he can't do it no more. You know who else failed as a head coach in the NFL? Come on, baby. Nick Saban. Come on, baby. You know who else failed as a head coach in the NFL? Uh, you could, Bill Belichick. I was about to say that's the one. I mean, Bill That's Belichick got fired as a coach. Have you heard of Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll got fired as a head Have coach you heard of in the Andy NFL. Reed? Andy Reid got okay. fired as a head coach. We can in the go NFL. down the list. I mean, it's it's it, it, it's insane. You it know, really you know, is. what you know is, is one coach who hasn't though. Mike Tomlin, right? Hey. But then you know what they'll say: uh, How many years since the playoff wins? Then okay, so it don't matter. Why, he ain't got fired. He ain't got fired. You can't please. Can't please everybody. You're absolutely right. Can't please everybody. Can't please everybody. But I I think within reason. I think this is with what the Steelers have, with what the Steelers are, and with where the Steelers are at. That's why I think this got done so quickly because I have a feeling this was the guy they wanted all along. Yeah, like I said, it, it feels real Steeler-ish. The more I think on it, the more I just think about the candidates versus him. It just feels Pittsburghy. That's the thing, right? Pittsburghy. It and, feels Pittsburghy. And weren't people jacked up about the Todd Haley hire at first? They were, but remember, wasn't he? A, wasn't he a fired head coach? <laughs> I was gonna say, didn't he have it? I'm just, I'm just thought about the it. Track record of being a, a good offensive mind who just, had a head coaching uh, stint and ended up not it. working out, only lasted a few years. Seems like some carryover. Just seems like a little bit like some carryover. And I know, again, we ended up hating Todd Haley by the time he left town because that's what Pittsburgh does with coordinators. We end up hating them by the time they leave town, unless they're Dick LeBeau. He's the only one we've ever liked. This Ken is Wisenhunt, also true. Maybe we kind of liked Ken Wisenhunt, that's too. That's for my time. That's for my time. That's for my and time. I was still a little young then. So nah. I, and that was before social media, too, so it was harder to tell. Nah, respect on that. Well, you know what we're going to do, man? We're going to take Dale's, a, Get Dale's thoughts on this? Because Dale, I'm sure Dale has an opinion on all things Arthur. Along with some Senior Bowl questions as well, since he is live in person at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. So we're going to get him on the line. So don't touch that Dallas Arthur Motes and Wesley Uli. And this is Steelers Nation Radio, Simon Castle on Fox Sports Pittsburgh. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back in the saddle. Steelers Blitz, Sam McCaston on Steelers Nation Radio, Fox Sports Pittsburgh, and we've been teasing it, and it's finally time, ladies and gents. We are officially joined by contributing writer and editor for Steelers.com and the host of the drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We talking to Dale Lolly down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Dale, how we living down there, baby? You know, it's uh, nice and warm down here, Arthur. So uh, probably a little bit better than Pittsburgh. <laughs> just, just slightly, just slightly. Now, we're going to get into heavy Arthur Smith talk today. But one of the things that kind of popped up was, you know, surrounding Mobile, Alabama. What is the most... Mobile thing that's going on down there. All right, we're trying to figure out is it a city, is it more country? We've been trying to figure out this dynamic. What you got for us? You boots on the ground. You know, it's it's a little bit of a 
uh, I don't want to call it a mini New Orleans. Mm, okay. Uh, nothing, nothing reaches to, to that level. But you know, the Mardi Gras actually started here in Mobile. Interesting. I did not. I know actually that. did not know New that Orleans, either. Okay. Wow. Well, let's go New, then. New Orleans. New Orleans stole the Mardi Gras from uh, from Mobile, but they have their own little Mardi Gras parade here every year. So everything it, it happens actually next week. That's pretty cool. So they've got the town is uh, starting to get ready for that. So you, you got a lot of the decorations are up. They're getting their uh, floats ready and all that kind of stuff. And even when you go to downtown Mobile, you know how they have the you know the the, the lattice walkway or the the along the streets and things like that. Well, they have that here, too. Huh. So it's kind of a mini New Orleans. Okay. I like that. So hey. now we got official information there because we were trying to figure out, is it more country? Is it more like Atlanta? There we have it. More New like Orleans New Orleans. Field. More New Orleans feel. Okay. Dale, you know, Dale, when we go to uh, when we go to Indianapolis, right, we get excited to have the the shrimp cocktail and everything. We go out to Latrobe for a couple weeks for training camp. It's Sharkies and Dinos. Is there a cuisine or an establishment of choice down there in Mobile that, that you look forward to on your senior bowl trips? Well, a lot of people go to Veet's, which is right downtown, and it's a, a, a little music venue down there that's uh, – Right next to, it's across the street, basically from where all the uh, prospects, uh, their team hotel down there. So a lot of uh, a lot of the scouts and media people go down there and just hang out, and you know. But there's there's quite a few establishments downtown, and well, it's a, like again, you get that New Orleans feel here because there's a lot of uh, a lot of crawfish at Touffay and things of that mm. nature. All right, all right, now, I like that. Now, who has stood out to you the most down there, man? I know, obviously, the practices have been going on. I was watching them a little bit earlier today. We know some of the marquee quarterback names are down there as well. But um, anyone to court try? Uh, the offensive line group, uh, Arthur, is outstanding here. Um, you get, and I know Wes isn't going to want to hear this. But hey, talk that talk. offensive line talk. We want to hear about this. Uh, he's going to learn about it. <laughs> Yeah, he's a stud. I think he's my number one center, too. (laughs) Yeah, his boy Zach Frazier is here, too. He's just not working out. I did get an opportunity to to chat with him a little bit after practice yesterday, and uh, he said he he hopes to be able to work out uh, at the Combine, uh, but if he doesn't do that, then he'll definitely be cleared and ready to go uh, by the time uh, the West Virginia Pro Day comes around. Um, So he's looking forward to uh, to actually getting out there to do some stuff, but – Jackson Powers Johnson, with what he's done thus far this week, is kind of kind of solidified his spot as the number one center. And, and then you get, I mean, there's just a, you know, you get the um, the uh, the big kid from uh, from Arizona, Jordan Morgan, is here. You you got um, Kingsley Suamataya from BYU, who's just a monster as well. Uh, you know, they're they're on the national team. You go over to that American roster, and you you know you got Patrick Paul. The he's a Six seven three hundred and thirty three pounds. True. With it with a eight, is almost an eighty seven inch eighty seven inch wingspan. Oh, How do you attack that as an edge rusher? Uh, and, and then like, you look wow. at you know you, you have Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma and he's he's just as big six seven uh, three twenty eight with an eighty two inch wingspan. I was I was talking to him yesterday and he was talking about how he feels he's he's a left tackle. And uh, I, I just blurted it out. I couldn't help myself. I'm like, you look like a power forward. That's what you look like. Because, <laughs> I mean, not an ounce of fat on him. I, I've never seen a guy who carries 328 pounds like this. I mean, he just, for an offensive tackle, he looks like a defensive end who's actually playing offensive mm-hmm. tackle. So, you know, keep an eye on him. He's on that American roster, uh, the American team. The, the two tackles for that American team, um, you know, the, the, the – 
Houston kid and, and uh, Guyton from uh, Oklahoma are studs. Uh, they also have one from Texas, uh, Christian Jones, who looks pretty good as well, but he looks like more of a right tackle. There's just, I mean, there there are offensive linemen to spare here. And it wouldn't surprise me, uh, the more I look at this uh, this year's draft, I could see a dozen offensive linemen going in the first round. Wow. Well, you think about it, that is one of the things that, we might be talking about here in Pittsburgh just in the sense of offensive line uh, uh, additions and stuff like that with contracts and just roster spots and stuff. So, yeah, man, I do like what I'm hearing. I like what I'm hearing. Yeah, Dale. and and, Every team in the league needs them. You know, every team in the league needs offensive linemen. Regardless if you believe it or not, you need them. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's you know if you if you listen to the drive with with Dale and Matt, as we know so many of you do, I know that's something you guys talk a lot about, just the level of offensive line play across the league and how that's something where everybody needs help. Well, Dale, the Steelers are certainly in those conversations. We've seen the pictures and the videos. Mike Tomlin involved uh, with some drills and with some conversations <laughs> over these last couple of days, particularly with guys in the trenches, right? As as he loves to do. Um, when you when we start to bring now the the Arthur Smith angle into this as well, um, is there in your mind an area that okay if if they're gonna mold this offense and in, in his image, uh, uh, maybe an area of this offense that you would be keeping an extra eye on throughout this draft process or whether it ends up being free agency or the draft right um, that you feel like okay if this is the direction they're going then there needs to be some some reinforcements some replenishments some some personnel added here you know i know everybody looks at the at the tackle position and says boy they really need to get a tackle and if you look at all the draft mix out there they put that down as one of the major needs um to me the biggest need is a center um and i would have no problem taking jackson powers johnson or or, or your guy from west virginia um, you know, in those first two rounds, uh, I think those guys would, would be immediate plug-and-play starters. Um, one thing to keep an eye on with this, Arthur Smith uses the fullback quite a bit. And, you know, do the Steelers feel like Connor Hayward is a fullback or do they feel like he's going to be, uh, you know, is he more of a, a tight end or a move player? Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, does Arthur Smith want to, uh, you know, does he want a blockhead? Uh, at fullback, does he want somebody that's just going to go running in there and smash into things, and uh, or does he want one that's going to be a weapon, um, or some combination of the two? Uh, I don't know if Hayward is that guy. I think he, you know, has the potential to be that guy, but I don't know that he's ever going to be a plus blocker at the tight end, or you know, at the fullback position. So that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to see because they're going to use a lot of big packages. It's going to be a lot of twelve personnel. It's going to be a lot of thirteen personnel. Uh, there's going to be two backs in the backfield. And, and a lot of times it's going to be you know a fullback and a running back. So, um, you know how how are they going to adjust their roster to compensate for those things? Joined right now by Dale Lally, contributing writer and editor of Steelers.com and the host of the Drive right here on Steelers Nation Radio. And you are absolutely right, man. There is a big difference between what we would consider a Rosie Nicks, right, in terms of him as a fullback yeah. versus when you're watching Who Connor never Hayward. Absolutely. Never, Rosie never touched the football. <laughs> you think about how both of those dudes impactful to the offense, but very different in terms of just how you utilize them, man. So you're absolutely right with that. But um, I'm glad you brought up Arthur Smith, who we obviously just hired as offensive coordinator. What were your thoughts on him being hired? Um, We know it was obviously multiple candidates still available and stuff like that. But what were your initial uh, reactions to the Steelers? Uh, go ahead and name him as the offensive coordinator. You know, I, I was talking with some of the other uh, writers down here, and a couple of them, uh, you know, work for other teams. And uh, you know, they said, "Well, I guess the Steelers are, are 
you know, they're, they're putting up the bat signal that, hey, we're going to run the football more. <laughs> um, you know, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what this, this screams, that, that uh, this, is, this is our personnel. This is what we have. We have two good backs. We have the makings of a pretty good offensive line here. Uh, we're going to run the football and, run, and, and, and play action and things of that nature. We're going to use the tight ends. Uh, if you look at the, the usage of the tight ends last year in Atlanta with Arthur Smith, uh, both of those tight ends had 50-plus catches. And, and they're two different players, Johnny Smith and Kyle Pitts. Um, so you have a little bit of that. You know, you've, you've drafted tight ends now in the first three rounds in, in two of the last three drafts. Uh, so you got to use the, utilize those guys as well. Um, you know, this has been an offense that, you know, you don't think of it as being quarterback friendly, but it was pretty quarterback friendly. I mean, you know, Ryan Tannehill, when, when he joined the, the Tennessee Titans, the, the Miami Dolphins pretty much just gave him away. You know, it was a it was a, a fourth and a sixth round pick for Tannehill and a seven, I believe, was the was the trade. Um, you know, he was a former first round draft pick, but they weren't they weren't happy with his play in Miami. And he goes to to, to the Titans and has back to back really good years with Arthur Smith calling the plays. Uh, you know, I think it was uh, nineteen touchdowns and six interceptions the first year, twenty two touchdowns and six interceptions yeah. the first year. And, and 31 touchdowns and seven interceptions in a full season the next year. And they, they had the number one seed in the AFC. Um, you know, so this is a, a very quarterback-friendly offense. You're going to see a lot of play action. Um, you're going to force teams to bite on stopping the run because you're going to run the football. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost a 50-50 split. Uh, but it's going to be a power running game, and it's going to be a lot of play action and, and, and you know, scheming guys up to be running uh, open over the middle of the field. Dale, last one that uh, that I've got for you, and and, and kind of um, staying with that conversation there. Obviously, a huge talking point as we hit the off season here and and roll along for the next few months is going to be the quarterback position and quarterback play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and with kind of Kenny Pickett at the forefront of that. It seems like a lot of the reaction to the Arthur Smith news over the last 24 hours has been, well, I don't know, they didn't bring in a quarterback guru, a quarterback <laughs> wizard for Kenny, right? Whereas. You know, Moats and I, we, we kind of started, I'm sure, as a lot of people have, and you and Matt probably will, and kind of parsed through what he was able to do with Ryan Tannehill and where Tannehill was before he got to Tennessee and him being six years into the league and 31 years old and still not as young as Kenny is. I mean, I think that's a, a pretty realistic goal, right? If you can have a, a type of 180 um, like Tannehill had when he first got to Tennessee, and right away, mind you, too, right? I mean, he was a pro bowler that first season when he got to Tennessee after really struggling in Miami. I I think that would be great for the quarterback position for Kenny Pickett, and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, some 35-year-old quarterback guru who was plucked from the Shanahan or the McVay tree. Look at it this way, Wes. The guys that Arthur Smith worked for uh, coming up through, um, Mike Munchak, uh, Mike Malarkey, Ken Wisenhunt. Those are three of the most revered <laughs> yep. Steeler coaches Absolutely. in the last two Absolutely. Decades. And people are complaining about this, that you hired somebody who cut his teeth working under for those guys. Like, those are guys that, that are revered in Pittsburgh, right up there with Dick LeBeau, when you start talking about assistant coaches. So I, I don't understand the angst with this. This guy has, has been a, a successful coordinator in the league, um, you know, he's, he's been a play caller, uh, when it's, when it's, uh, you know, third and goal, um, you know, on the two and you're in Baltimore, uh, is he going to panic and not know what to call in that situation? Probably not. Uh, he's going to know exactly what he wants to do. He's going to have a plan. 
Um, so I, you know, I get how everybody like, we got to have somebody off the Shanahan tree, or we got to have somebody off the McVeigh tree. Um, he's worked with, in the with the McVeigh people. He worked under Matt Lafleur. Uh, you know, so uh, there, there's there's a little bit of everything here. This is a guy who worked for Joe Gibbs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, one of the one of the most underrated coaches, if you could say that about a guy who won multiple Super Bowls, but. Mm-hmm. One of the most underrated coaches of all time. Nobody talks about Joe Gibbs as being one of the great, you know, coaches of all time. He won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. He didn't have a he didn't have the star, you know. He had he did it with three different quarterbacks. So, you know, I, I think this is this is going to be one that Steeler fans are going to like. We all know that Steeler fans want to see the team run the football and be physical. They're going to run the ball and be physical. That's what they're going to do, <laughs> and uh, everything else is going to come together. Out of that, and you don't know who the quarterback coach is going to be yet either. You know, I, I'm sure there's. You know, that was one of the, the first questions that, that Mike had for Arthur Smith when they sat down together. Okay, if if, uh, if you're going to be the coordinator, who's your quarterback coach? Okay, I, I'm good with that guy. More than you know, I don't even yeah, know who absolutely. it is yet. Mm-hmm. But he's not coming in here and saying he's going to coach the quarterback. He's never done that. That's not in his background. Now, he works with the quarterbacks, but he's been a tight ends coach. He's been an offensive line coach. He was an offensive lineman in, in, in college. So, you know, that's his background. Well, the final one that I have for you is this. Um, we obviously know Arthur Smith, that's a big, impactful hire. We're talking about potentially who is your QB coach and things along that nature. We a little bit talked about, you know, how this impacts Kenny Pickett, but we also know that Mason Rudolph is somebody that you know we were trying to also entice to come back here. What do you think this hire potentially does for him moving the needle one way or the other? You know, I, I don't know uh, what's in Mason's mind right now in terms of you know what. I just know this: I I don't think that the market for Mason is going to be you know through the roof or anything like that. I, I think he's going to get some opportunities maybe elsewhere, but those opportunities might be hey you're either going to come in here and, and, and compete for a starting job or we want you as our backup. Um, to me, you know, the, the, if I were in his shoes and, I, and I'm not, um, and I don't know, you know, all the conversations that went on over the years with, with him and, and Mike Tomlin, or, you know, in the team, um, but why would you want to go somewhere else at this point? You've been in this organization, you know, to this – all your, all your career. This is what you know. Um, you know where everything's at. You know where to go in the training room. Yeah, you know the guys on the team, you, you know, the personnel. And you came in and did a good job last year. And if they're going to tell you, hey, this year it's, it's you and Kenny and you're going to compete for a job, just so you know, Kenny's right now is going to open as, as number one. But, you know, if he falters, you're number two, and we feel good about putting you in there. And maybe they feel even better about it. Um, after having seen what they, what they saw from him last year. Uh, and, and you've got Arthur Smith. Let's not forget his first year's coordinator. The Titans went into that season with Marcus Mariota as their starter and, to, and six games into the season made the switch to Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Very so, you know, you, you got a guy here who's willing to pull the trigger on that, even though the other guy was a first round draft pick. So, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to get an opportunity here, I believe. And and that's what I would, you know, I, I would try to sell to Mason Rudolph if, if I were his agent. Like, look, this is this this is home for you. Why go somewhere else? 
I like how you pitched that right there, yeah, man. Me too. I'm and look, and look we, we're going to have to bump you up from, from contributing with your writing and editing for stills.com, and we're going to have to get you into these negotiations. <laughs> you would have had me sold for it. I was like, you know what? That don't sound half bad. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Dale, we appreciate you greatly taking some time, man, to join us. Hopefully we didn't interrupt you too much down there at Mobile, Alabama, the yeah, senior bowl. There we go. There <laughs> we go. Hey, well, like we said, definitely appreciate you again. And ladies and gentlemen, if you ever want to find his work, you can find him, like I said, with his work, writing or editing on Steelers.com. And, of course, right here on the drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Appreciate you again, Dale. Thanks, Dale. All right, I'll see you guys when I get back. Sounds good, partner. All right, there we go. There we go. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dale Lolly. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. Men in New Orleans, huh? I was not expecting that. They stole... So like, no, 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 not they. New Orleans New stole. New Orleans stole. Because you was about to say they like, stole. You know what yeah. I learned? You know the whole Notre Dame play like a champion thing today? Uh-huh. They stole that from Oklahoma. The Sooners did that first. Oklahoma stole it and they made it popular. Well, whoever made it popular is the only one that matters. See, I kind of agree with you on that. I do actually yeah. kind of agree with you on that. That's how I always looked at it. New Orleans just took Mardi Gras and said, all right, watch this. Shit. I mean, you heard of America, right? <laughs> Who do you think found it? <laughs> <All right. laughs> Doesn't matter. When you win, you just make it how you want to sound, bro. That's it. All right. Winners write the history, baby. Who wins more? If you win more, you can tell however the heck you want to tell that story, okay? So, since we're winning today, we're going to take this break. Arthur Most, Wes Euler, Still Station Radio, Fox Sports Pittsburgh. Don't touch the dial. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, final segment of today's show and newsflash. This is the last week of our regularly scheduled programming where you will have us Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we simulcast on Fox Sports Pittsburgh, as well as Steelers Nation Radio. But starting next week, we will be taking a little bit different approach where we will go back to, you know, make sure you, wherever you get your podcast at, <laughs> that's where you find the content. All right, we're going to go back to that yep. vein, and we know Steelers Blitz. That's the easiest way to find us wherever you get your podcast at. Yes. All right, subscribe to it, man, and you'll be able to get the content as soon as we upload it. Um, like I said, we don't record or we don't, typically operate with the regular schedule like how y'all are accustomed to hearing us live it will be a pre-recorded segment yes. man but um we will still give you the content like we yep. do but and if you want to tweet us still you can tweet still us. tweet us you as just well might have to wait a day or two till yeah. you get your response yeah because there's certain things that we're going to still ask of you you know certain things that are going to be going on around the pittsburgh Steelers or even around the nfl in general you where we're talking big you know you're going to want conference uh conversations and answers and stuff like that so we will definitely still you know Look for your uh, thoughts, comments, no and doubt. concerns. No doubt. But um, to end this show today, we are going to turn it over. I hope I'm inconveniencing Big Red one last time. Time's yours. No, actually, I don't want to inconvenience him too much. I don't want no bad blood, like I said, because he's, he's already in red. Did you see the red? They're wearing red this weekend, oh, too. Lord. I mean, next week, they're wearing red. They're wearing red. Oh, Lord. Mine. I wish mine was red. I can't wait till I can just block this out of my mind, make mm, it a blank mm, space. Mm, mm. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. Big Ron tweets, what is the most underrated positional need for this offseason, in your guys' opinion? Also, do you have a favorite rendition of the national anthem that you've ever heard? Uh, Whitney Houston, favorite rendition of the national anthem. And then in terms of underrated position need, I will say strong safety. 
Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, favorite rendition of the national anthem I've ever heard is every time I go to a Penguins game and Jeff Jimerson sings it. He does. Ca- but he doesn't sing it the whole time. He stops. He he's a man. Then he lets the people sing it. Because he's a rock star. It, I know. He's a Jeff rock star. Jimerson, he's legendary. cousin. He's legendary. Oh, I mean, Whitney Houston. It's tough. You, to, you can't beat that. You one. know, I see Jeff you can't beat that man, before E.B. Taylor passed away. Man, I see him before at the day going Symphony. Yeah, yeah bro. No, he's yeah. big time. And, and if you know, you know. All right. He's big time. Yeah. He's big time. Yeah. Uh, most underrated position need. So it's got to be so like strong safety was a good shot by you because that's underrated. underrated. Ooh, middle linebacker. There it is. Respect. Joel tweets us and says, "Let's hire someone outside of the organization." Steelers hire someone outside of the organization. (laughs) No, not that one. (laughs) Why you had to hire that one out the organization? We missed somebody else from outside the organization. Joel says, I love the hire because I can see the positives. Let's ride and see what happens. And that's honestly the way I kind of look at it too, man. I'm not over here acting like Arthur Smith is some world beater. I'm not acting like Arthur Smith has, you know, reinvented the wheel and he can't do anything wrong. But what I am saying is this, man. We have seen this guy's success, or we've seen this guy have success in – ascend through the coaching ranks starting literally at the bottom of the barrel and making it all the way to the top which is head coach and if that was the first time we actually have seen this man fail in a coaching role in the national football league forgive me for just being a little bit optimistic that you know what maybe that's the outlier and he's more of what we've seen since he's coming to this nfl and has worked his way from a quality control assistant you know what i mean bottom of the barrel no doubt bottom of the barrel and remember uh, he could be on a beach somewhere right now. You know who his daddy is. Living off that trust fund. Do you know who his daddy is? And Do you instead, know what his daddy doing? If you're bored while you're going back and you're watching Tannehill highlights and looking at Tannehill tape, if you're bored, also just Google Arthur Smith's daddy. See what he does. Okay? See how much he's worth. Mm. You might say he's <laughs> you, you, a football guy. You, you tell me. If, if he needs this or not. You tell me if this is one of those things where, you know, you watch them Disney movies and it's like, all right, he has everything and he's just living in the castle and he's just, you know, bored at life, just doing it. Or is this the guy? He's like, you know what? I, I'm going to renounce my throne. It's like coming to America. I renounce my throne. <laughs> like- I renounce my throne. He's coming to America, bro. That's all this month, man. He's coming to America. Just throwing it out there, bro. You know this? Chris tweets and wants to know, you know, from the inside mode, how's it work with a new offensive coordinator? Is it all just blowing up what's been done previously? Do you try and mesh certain things? When do the players get into the new said playbook and scheme? So um, I've been a part of one. I was going to say, you went through this a lot on the defensive side when you were in Buffalo. We're in a 3-4. No, we're going to run a 4-3. No, we're going to run a 3-4. No, no, no. Pittsburgh, I've been through four quarter changes. Yeah, I've been through four. So in Buffalo, um, I was initially a part of a regime change where they went to initially a 3-4. Then... uh, about halfway through the second year of that, we switched to Doug, uh, uh, Dave Wonstadt, who was a 4-3, and the pieces didn't match. So while you're doing it on the fly, it was kind of weird because you got guys like Mario Williams, and we're trying to figure out, should you be standing up as a, a Sam linebacker off the ball? Like you Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright, or should you put your hand in the ground and, and you know, be this position. And it was kind of like that weird at him because he was an outside linebacker in a 3-4. Mm-hmm. So you kind of go through the mix and the matching, which is why I always tell people for myself, I played every linebacker position in a 3-4 and a 4-3 because 
yeah, you will play. Oh, go play the Mike linebacker because you're athletic enough. Okay, well, go play the Sam linebacker because you could do this a little bit better. Go play the Will linebacker in a 4-3. Sure. Now you get to the 3-4. Well, you're more of a pass rusher. Go play the Will outside linebacker. Go play the Sam, all right? But, hey, we want you to thump. All right, go play the Mike. Go play the Jack. So you play all those things when you're going through it. So I will say this, man. Um, the big change that I felt was my last year in Buffalo because we went to Mike Pettin's multiple style defense and it was completely different than 3-4-4-3 and they didn't even try to bridge it. It was just like its own little hybrid defense. Coming to Pittsburgh, going from LeBeau to Keith Butler, we really kept it the same play, but we didn't change it. We just changed one or two calls, but it was a philosophy change. Instead of us being more fire zone, we were more Tampa 2, cover 2. Think what we run now, Coach Tomlin, Tampa 2, cover 2. John Gruden, down in Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, Tampa Bay, cover 2. That's what we are now. That's where Coach Tomlin came from. So that was probably the other time we could just feel a little difference because it was more so, yeah, everything is still the exact same. But we know now that Coach is calling these calls and got to have it moments versus the other calls. And when we would have those conversations with him, he would kind of explain to us, well, look, when we do fire zone, that's fine, but we're still going to be losing a player. Whereas at this Tampa 2, you're still essentially playing cover three. You just got a little bit more freedom with it in terms of how we're going to read and react it and disguise sure, it. Sure. So he's trying he's to simplify it and then helped us to have bigger understanding of it. But like I said, outside of that last one when it was Mike Patton, you really, I never really felt like a massive overhaul because they did try to bridge it, like I said. Between George Edwards and Dave Wanstead, it was like, how are we running 3-4 and 4-3 with the same people the same at the same time? Yeah. And I'm still seeing the same checks. This just feels weird. Yeah. I think that's well said. Ricky tweets us, shout out to all the great Arthurs of the world. One shout of, out. One of them was my Uncle Arthur. He was retired military from the Army. Sounds like a great guy. He says, Ricky also says, I think this is a perfect hire for us. We're going to thrive because we're going to win the time of possession game, give our defense a break, and we all know TJ Watt with fresh legs is like Thanos. Ain't that the truth. Me tweets us. Who? Me. Hey. Dr. Westman and Professor Motsi. You know me as a song, too. By Taylor Swift? Absolutely. You're calling me the Swifty. Me says, I'm not an angry pessimist like many of my fellow Yinzers, so I'm going to stay positive. Not all successful coaches find success at the NFL head coaching level. Cough, cough, Nick Saban. So I'm giving Arthur Smith the benefit of the doubt. I like it. Just uh, a little grace. Let's see it. Last refresh, Motsi. Last word of the day is going to go to Jason, who says, oh, this is a good one to get us out of here. How does the hiring of Arthur Smith influence our draft strategy this year? Are we now more likely to target one of the big-name centers as opposed to maybe a cornerback in the first round. You heard Dale Lally. I'm leaning on Dale. I'm saying offensive line. We get in the trenches. So. I think so, too. When, and when you look, when you go back and look at Arthur Smith's offenses, he's always had a center uh-huh. who can get to the second level. Yep. And uh, so not even necessarily that it has to be round one. I do think there's four centers in this draft class that I really like and yeah. think could start and have an, 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 an immediate, you know, impact. immediate impact from day one. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's a good year with that need meshing with what the draft has. So maybe it doesn't have to be the 20th overall pick, but I certainly think that that's a, a priority for the Steelers. No, I would definitely agree as well, man. Um, that was the final refresh right there. So it. speak now and you didn't. So hold your peace until Friday. But either way, you know, we appreciate you greatly for tuning in with us today. Got to give a big time shout out to my partner in crime. Mr. Wesley Eula. I got a blank space, baby. Hey, well, go ahead and write your name. All right. Well, next up after that, you know, we got to give a shout out to the Power Grid and the Megawatts. Y'all never.
ever let us down. We are grateful. Of course, the producer had his crispy on the ones and twos, Mr. Wes Lee Euler. Go ears. And uh, that will do it. But you already know where to find us on your 24-7 home of the black and the gold. Stillers mm-hmm. Nation mm-hmm. Radio. And there it is. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.